0: Almighty! It's a Sweat Equity Podcast, coming from the Toco Works office, otherwise known as Toco Baga Consulting, my uh, small medium business consulting company, uh, out of Ybor City, the cigar city, in an enclave of uh, of Tampa. I'm your host, Law Smith. Uh, before we bring in our guest, who's on video, we're streaming it. I think um, we're definitely recording it on mine, possibly streaming it on her phone uh before we bring it in um a little little house dressing download the laughable app we're on uh this app called laughable i'll bring you in then you can tell me how you feel about this app how about that uh our guest today as you read on the title on on your phone uh is uh samantha gant say hello Hello, hello. You got to get right up in there. Oh, hello, hello. Yeah, myself. see, now know. you can hear yourself, right? Yes, um, yes. I don't have great equipment, so you got to just, I was told, if you don't have good equipment, you got to talk like it's a robot wiener. Like right you know, up, right up. Right up, in, right, right, up in right up in the hole, okay. yeah, but. if it was a robot wiener. <laughs> um, so, uh, Samantha Gant owns uh, a social media management marketing company called social alchemy that is correct what's the uh what's the website
1: um s dash hmm.
0: and uh so here's here's the house dressing i do at the beginning uh-huh. we want to tell people that if you like this podcast tell some people about it that's all we have we don't i'm trying to work with squarespace to get me give me a code even in even if they don't have to sponsor us i just want the c- referral code just so we're in that upper echelon of podcasts that have that um so we're working on that I'm trying to make a partnership with them since we're a uh, circle squared member that means you make You're a lot circle of, square you circle make a square. lot of websites I guess uh, and so what I was gonna say is uh, we're on an app called laughable so the iTunes app kind of sucks but if you do listen to it on that you know give us that five star give a little review it and subscribe that's the cheat code to get up the rankings got it ah. um, the laughable app basically is from a comedian standpoint but you can tag your favorite comics um, so if you like me as a comic and I join I jump on <sighs> I'm trying to think of another podcast um, punch drunk sports with my buddy Sam Tripoli uh, it'll let you know hey check him out over here as a guest instead of being a host on his so it's kind of cool uh, I like the logo by the way the branding yeah I
1: was gonna say I just pulled up their website and the L is like well, just a robot wiener now I think of when I see. Well,
0: yeah, you see what you want to see. <laughs> I didn't mean to Rorschach test yet, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, a lot of comedy stuff. I look at the branding always and I look at the design. I'm, I want to barf half the time. So um, I think they did a really good job and they've been cool to us. And uh, I kind of like seeing where these things can go. It doesn't hurt. So get on that. I'll uh, I'll hook you up with a Squarespace code, I'm sure soon enough. And then uh, so welcome to is this your first podcast? Yes, it is. Yeah.
1: yes, it is.
0: So this is the sweat equity is kind of just about either pragmatic advice or motivational advice. Um, I didn't really like the Tim Ferriss way of looking at stuff. Like you know, just believe it and it'll happen kind of things. Like I like like get up. 6 a.m. every day, like what's practical advice for people, or if you don't want to do either of those things, it's uh kind of about like, here's what's going on uh in your world, as far as like, here's what most people would want to know, we kind of talked about some things yesterday, Um, I don't know where you want to get into, but I guess, let's do this, tell us about your company.
1: All right. Well, um, Social Alchemy it is a strictly, you know, like social media digital firm that is dealing with small businesses, startups, uh, bigger brands, really simplifying the social media strategy um, and providing, you know, strategies that are effective but not overcomplicated. A lot of times these become be- these become extremely overcomplicated um, things that a lot of clients don't understand. So I like to walk people through. Uh, what I recommend and you know of course always determining what the end goal is first to build a strategy around it
0: so to me in shorthand uh, because we were talking about this yesterday if we can get our parents to understand what we do it's a win Uh, so to me social media management marketing uh, on the sales point it can be if you do it correctly it can be the most cost-effective way to market. Oh, definitely. If you're a lifestyle brand, you should be in this zone.
1: Uh, but even more B two B is really getting into it's it. Get, and it's getting, it's getting a lot of results from it.
0: Yeah, uh, the ROI, if you do it well, uh, can be better. And then, you know, I'm more of an online advertiser side. Yep. Personally, uh, we do both here, but you know, we kick out a lot of uh, a lot of the social work uh, to your company. But it's one of those things where. You know, if people understand, like, oh, this gets results. Like, I don't understand, like, if you so have a product yeah. that's a uh, apparel, you gotta be do, you gotta be kicking ass there. You need to. Be. If you're a restaurant, if you're a bar, you've gotta figure out how to kick ass in that in that platform.
1: Well, think about it this way. Previously, you know, the best way to get in front of your your target audience who would buy your product, the perfect customer, used to be, you know, they're driving to work in the morning, they would always see. A certain billboard because they drive past that every single day they got a newspaper that was delivered to their house every single morning they always turned on the morning news if you look at it really more than half the people now that are you know internet savvy and such like I personally don't have cable so I always look to my news online it's become the place where most people look to for news for entertainment you know instead of going to those traditional outlets so it makes sense for you to be selling to them on the platforms that they're spending most of their time in to get information from it's just where the masses are now
0: yeah and it's it's weird Um, I I compare Facebook for a lot of people under 35 as the drunk hookup (laughs) that they don't want (laughs) to talk about but they're everybody's on it I I read a Pew Institute study (laughs) that said like Kids are still on there because they did a good job with the messaging part. Oh, yeah. And so because a lot of people are probably thinking, well, Facebook's dead or something like that. And it's like
1: Facebook definitely has skewed to an older audience. Like if you notice more than half the time, people are a little bit more careful now on what they post on Facebook because they're more connected with their family, you know, old uh, old family, friends that are older than them that maybe they don't necessarily want them to see going out and doing some crazy things. So they leave that to Snapchat.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like face to me, Facebook's the hub. Everything else is a spoke in a sense. Um,
1: Well, Facebook's goal. And I heard this probably like eight or nine years ago was their goal is to become the Internet. Their goal is that you search for things instead of going to Internet Explorer, going to Firefox you go to Facebook and you type in that search bar what happened in XYZ, like what what happened in London, for example. I don't have cable at my house, but I watched everything that was going on through the BBC on their live stream. Huh. They want to become the place to go to find information. They want to be the internet simply.
0: Well I'll be honest. Like I check Twitter for news. Like that's how I use Twitter. It's really like a an actual news feed. Like Live time. (laughs) I want to follow I stopped following like a bunch of like big brands that. and like you know celebrities you like and stuff like that and I I started just following I try to follow like uh, cuz you got to kind of figure out your own news. Yeah. <laughs> like it you got to find a balance of your own in a way like even New York Times and like Wall Street Journal to used to be like the two anchors for either side like hate what one side or the other but both would respect those periodicals and now they're just terrible.
1: Well yeah, because now you don't need to have tons and tons and tons of money to get out to people. If you have credible, good people on your team yeah and you can present yourself polished, get that information, be able to stream it out, anybody can really start a news site now.
0: Yeah. And so twenty twenty percent of all internet traffic is on Facebook. Do you know yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. it's it's crazy like
1: uh i told you they're trying to be the internet they're trying
0: i mean <laughs> like one in every six per, was people maybe two maybe it's like 1.5 i can't remember out of six every six per people is on facebook or something crazy like that uh well look I'd i'm sleep deprived so some of these stats are going to come out <laughs> a, little, a little punchy but you know what I, so what are you seeing you know what do you think are the three kind of key parts like give some practical advice, right? So let's say I want to start a you know uh, taco bar kind of place. Pretty simple. Yeah. Concept. Maybe uh, like a taco. Just like a taco, uh, just place just Mexican food. So uh, make sure that they have uh, corn tortillas and not flour. Yeah, let's call it sit down, not quick, uh, quick serve restaurant. N- not like Chipotle. Let's call it a little bit upper upper than that, maybe fifteen fifteen dollar plates, nothing cool. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Margaritas, beers, all that stuff. All right, just your your typical Tex Mex. How about that? Tex-Mex, yeah. Think of Texas uh, Mexican restaurants. <laughs> um, what What do you think? Like the because th- you have kind of three way three parts to this, yeah. and I wanted to use a through line of like this Tex Mex restaurant.
1: Okay, so if um, you know you're starting this restaurant with your buddies, and you know you got good product, you know. That if people come, they're gonna really enjoy it. Well, okay. So you develop this brand. What Look, do you
0: don't n- feel like you have this has to be the end all be all. I you know like, we're, this is a podcast. We're just chilling. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 I, no. I just want to make sure I can't tell if you're tense or not. No. So I no. want to make sure you're comfortable. No, I am. All right. Good. I'm always comfortable. Okay. Along cool. With you. All right. Right on. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. So all right. But
1: yeah. So basically, like what I suggest is always first. The first thing that you need to do is. Figure out what your end goal is with your social media strategy. Is it that you just want brand awareness? Is it that you want people to come through the door? Is it that... You know you want to develop something that's gonna make you kind of quirky and a little bit out there there's a lot of different ways that you could go about that but typically you always need to develop a content strategy so whenever you start thinking about what kind of posts you're gonna do and stuff you really need to develop a voice for your brand so figuring out what is truly authentic uh, to you in that restaurant and what makes you a little bit different so making sure that that tonality comes through always
0: so like I have a tough time explaining a brand message to a lot of clients. Um, So, it's tough because a lot of people don't know who they are, what they are, why they're different. You know, those are the basic things if you open a restaurant. Now, they can say it, but... Copy online's way different. Oh,
1: definitely. Right? Developing that. Yeah. And then
0: the voice. I I'd always default, if I don't have a voice for a client, I always default to like trying to ghostwrite like a 19 year old chick. Very happy. <laughs> if it's a lifestyle brand, yeah, yeah, yeah. very happy. Very, happy. a lot of emojis. Cause a lot of emojis. Emojis. Uh, I think the stat I got on that is like five to eight percent better engagement if you have emojis in your post.
1: Yeah, or even email marketing in your subject line.
0: It's the universal language. It
1: is. Did you know that? Yeah, well, pictures mean more than words. So right. You know, we're going pictures. backwards.
0: We're going back to hieroglyphics. <laughs> but, um, so, I guess, so if you met up with someone, I, I'm trying not to get my frustrations out there because social media is a tough. It's an animal. It's tough. It's it's always changing so you need someone like yourself to that knows what's going on like I don't know Snapchat and I, I talked to you about it I'm like I feel like old man like one of the old men in the Muppets like old just man like and Muppets. I don't get it <laughs> I don't like it I don't need it like <laughs> well um,
1: actually to tell you the truth Snapchat's kind of right now uh struggling a little bit because of the way that you know Instagram took their main way of how right. Snapchat interacted which was the stories now Instagram has that and about Two weeks ago, maybe a week ago, um, Facebook just rolled out with that, and Snapchat is seeing a struggle happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was—it's it, an interesting story to follow. Like. I like what they're doing as far as like making spectacles and stuff. Oh,
1: yeah. No, those spectacle things were so cool. They'd have like the little pop up shops around <laughs> for those that, you that could don't, go and buy
0: them. F- for those that don't know, it's sunglasses that would Snapchat your day. right? Yeah.
1: So basically they're like sunglasses that you put on and then there's like little cameras in the sides. And they're like really like retro, too. If you looked at like like 70s or 80s kind of sunglasses, they kind of yeah. look like that. Yeah. Which was so cool. And um, basically what they did was a campaign where different, you know, metropolitan areas would have basically these pop-up ATMs that you could buy them from. And then that was their campaign. I'm to tell you the truth. I'm not sure now if you can order them online or not. So you can check and see. But that was their initial launch campaign. And it was very successful because, you know, People wanted the product that not everybody could get. It's not like you just had to wait in line for that new Apple phone. You had to know where these spots were.
0: Well, they're like the first to really make tangible things out of a social media network. Right. Definitely. So.
1: Definitely. I think
0: that's interesting. Uh, so but I cut you off. Yeah, but so the so three, three parts to yeah, kind of successful. so we successful. talked about
1: content strategy. Um, then obviously like, you know. You want to increase engagement, so you have this great content and everything, and you're talking in your brand tonality, you're staying consistent, you're posting a variety of content. Well, it's great that it's there, but you want people to start building a community and talking on your page or, you know whatever platform you're on but you want people to start interacting with you right so that you can start talking to them it kind of becomes like also like kind of a customer service platform oh yeah because you learn so much about what people love about your product like you know you're gonna if you post a picture of those margaritas and you're getting a lot more likes than maybe like a strawberry margarita okay then you're gonna know that people like that regular margarita better and maybe you need to make an adjustment
0: to that other recipe right it gives
1: you insight like that and you get to talk to your customers one-on-one without being like oh fill out this survey so
0: yeah i think uh
1: you know engagement's huge
0: yeah and people it builds brand lo- loyalty if exactly. you're talking to your customers in real time mm-hmm. uh if you can get back to them within a day it's they're pretty grateful for that oh definitely there's a lot of people that are lonely i guess <laughs> <laughs> um, I like
1: i need you taco king
0: yeah, oh, is that the name now? Yes. We're going Taco with? King. all right. Uh, so Taco King, TK, TK, as the peeps call it. Um, so it's it's that thing of like you get market research out of it. I, I, and with the engagement, I can do the Facebook stats, but like every like gets like five percent more. In, like, uh, yeah, reach. so
1: every time somebody like interacts with something, I'm sure that everybody here probably has Facebook, at least the bare minimum. As you're going through it, here in this room, all here, two well, of us, all <laughs> two of us, well, I mean, everybody listening, hello yeah. world. Um, but basically, every time that you like something, somebody that you're connected to is gonna see, oh, Susie liked Taco King's margarita post, like, then they're gonna be like, oh, what is that place? I like Susie. She has good taste in things. Then they dive in and start looking around, and then they start interacting. So it becomes kind of a domino effect.
0: Yeah, and um, I actually like social media. So to me, social media is about discovery, right? Oh, definitely. It's about finding out what's going on. I always explain the difference of like – I use the boosted post kind of scenario, right? Mm -hmm. You found out about – so you're Taco King, and uh, you're doing the strawberry margarita, and you're like – Let's see if people like this. And maybe if they do, we'll make a special out of it. Um, So you're getting the market research aspect out of it. But then when you boost it to get to a certain audience, that's when it becomes an online ad. So this kind of gets – I always like to delegate that line because it can get really kind of gray for a lot of people.
1: Well, and I also definitely recommend whenever you are doing a social media strategy to put some funds behind it for ads um, <laughs> I really do. No, I know. I'm laughing. And that's where you and I have worked together really I know. well.
0: I'm laughing because it's like, wait, we got to pay you and then have an ad budget. Well, and you're like, Well, it's just like yeah. the traditional
1: media cost though. Well, I know. And just it's explain like, it like the yeah, billboard. bitch,
0: what do you think? <laughs> like, what?
1: it's just the traditional media cost. It's just in a different way.
0: And uh, like, and then the other side of that too, on the client side is like, they think shit's going to happen instantly. And oh, it's yeah. like, uh, depending look, if you, if I have a big budget, yeah, I, it will happen instantly. And if I have a product even easier, if it's like a uh, brand awareness or local service or something like that where I have to get people through the doorway. That's the big idea. Let's get them through this threshold. The rest is to, up to you. Except we can't follow those leads. We can tr- we you can kind of nar- we can narrow, narrow it, it down. Yeah. Um, I just had
1: a conversation with somebody about that. Yesterday. Yeah, if you're a
0: restaurant and you go everybody has to make a uh, reservation through OpenTable. Right, then you But if they're not taking leads when people call in and walk up, then we don't know how successful we are. So there has to be, I always say, like, it has to be kind of like a 70-30 kind of thing or 90-10, depending on the relationship. I go by the 80-20 rule. Yeah, well, I don't say 80-20 because people think of the 80-20 rule, right? So, (laughs) like, I purposely kind of skipped (laughs) over it because people think about that. Uh, they don't think about effort on that twenty percent side. True. Or true. good point. For them to be, good I point. I I'm say, I always say like, there was a quote I heard like, uh, you can't can't jump a fence that's leaning on you, you can't kiss a girl that's lea- leaning away from you. Uh, yeah, the, you
1: jump out or you can't. Then and there's go a
0: third her. part. I forgot. There's some old saying about that, but like, <laughs> it's basically like it has to be a collaboration effort of sorts. Like, we can do very cost-effective campaigns and get a lot of roi out of it at the same time it's like
1: honestly the timeline that i try to give people is and it varies by industry but pretty much six to nine months of very consistent activity yeah you can start for seeing, taco king yeah for for taco king i mean and the thing is with taco king that's going to be a little bit quicker because it is a strictly consumer product um you know it's a place that anybody can go to it's not a very it's not a niche market right 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 so um but yeah typically what i say to people is if we're consistent anywhere between six and nine months you're going to start seeing a little something happening
0: yeah and that that's a tough thing because everybody thinks this stuff should happen immediately i know and it can if you're set up to do it and i took over let's say you fired uh, an agency or a firm and we had to pick it up but we had all the collateral we had all the content we had the strategy laid out, then yeah, of course. But it, it takes a lot of onboarding. So I always like to put that out there because it is that thing of like, there's a lot of people listening and they're probably trying to do their own thing and it's like they give up because they just go, it doesn't work. And you're like, you just don't, you don't know how to key. do it. Yet. Yeah,
1: consistency is key.
0: Your content may change against platform too. So like-
1: uh, You need to speak th- the language for right. each of the platforms and each platform really has its own language.
0: Right, like frequency, right? So how many times are you posting? So
1: on Instagram, I post at least one time a day on Facebook, you know, depending on the industry that you're in. It's either one time to like three times a day. Right. And then Snapchat and like any sort of well now, like with Instagram and Facebook, you can have all those stories too going on. So that's really just as your day goes on. And if you're like out and about doing meetings, if you're out and about like, you know, Taco King's finishing up their building and they're getting all their products. You're on you a podcast. And you should be doing that the whole time. Yeah. You know, you're so. You're
0: pumping Taco King on a podcast. I
1: know, Taco King. If there's a Taco King out there, you owe us. Um,
0: <laughs> the pro- oh, I guarantee there is. Uh, they're like, I want to be Taco Bell and Burger King. Taco <laughs> King. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put Even a burger. where I got it from. We'll put a burger in <laughs> oh a God. chalupa. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I see people making this error a lot of the time too. And, and i always talk about b so i should have said this at the top but social media don't hire an, a 17 year old kid to do it
1: yeah just because that they're on it the whole time
0: they don't it doesn't mean they know how to you. use it to, exactly. to me it's the new pr it is your it voice is. it's your company's voice every day uh and speaking of that quality control of of talking to your customers or clients or potential clients like that is that thing of <laughs> that's that thing about like they they don't know how to respond in a customer service way sometimes because i've had to manage a customer service team at one point and it's like for a little bit and it's like oh you just don't know how to talk to people yet Yeah, no, you like just- this is formulaic but yeah. you still don't know how to no. do it and so like that other part the the biggest part of what I, I say like judge the person that's doing it if they have their system set up that they don't accidentally uh published the wrong thing oh my gosh, drunk the horror stories oh yeah s- i've seen it so much i've r- i've picked up clients from people fucking up yeah multiple times
1: i remember like it was like right when like twitter came out it was like the first time i ever heard of like a social media horror story anthony
0: weiner so you worked bad. for him no <laughs> oh
1: <laughs> so bad um i personally have never had a knock on wood um any sort of mess up like that in terms s- of social media but i know there's you- certain things that you do to safeguard and make sure that that doesn't happen because like me personally i love like keeping like you know i have a lot of different friends around the country and the world that i love to show what i'm doing to, like with but i have very specific ways of doing it like one i do not keep things on my personal profile that have to do with business oh I have separate like I've like Tough. I have like a bunch of fake Facebooks. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, that have to do with whatever you know client I'm working with. Um, and then also, you know, so like safeguards like that, just making sure that one you have good judgment.
0: yeah, yeah, uh, I'm saying like I know you I know personally you have systems set up. Oh, yeah. like people also don't realize you can schedule a lot of the posts except for Instagram and Snapchat.
1: Well, you can schedule Instagram. I just kind of don't like to. It's y- not there yet.
0: No, well, like Facebook you easily can. Like it's set up for Twitter that. Twitter too. Yeah. Twitter too, uh you can do Hootsuite or Buffer. Yep. Those are the go-to uh social media uh management systems. Or if they, don't really do, big they don't do they don't really LinkedIn. do LinkedIn, I don't think.
1: They do. They, I've, Hootsuite I've, does? Yeah. Really? Yeah. They just make it really hard to delete things once like you put it on there. You have to actually go into LinkedIn to delete things then.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> I, I but I know also you ske- you schedule ahead of time. Oh yeah. So you create like and this makes it more cost-efficient for clients too, that you're doing all the content in a week or two weeks ahead of time or a month, whatever you're, you're doing.
1: Depending on the client.
0: But you do it all in one fell swoop. It's like I that's how I do it. Same with online advertising campaigns, same with websites, uh, branding identity. I'd rather get a lot of it done in like a four-hour glut and then follow up every day I was going to say,
1: because then what you do is like it allows – us to, one, make sure that we're consistent with the content that's going out. Uh-huh. Let us spend time listening and planning for the future. Yeah. So making sure that, you know, there's no weird comments coming in or, you know, if somebody shares the page, we know we can react to it right away because we're not worried about what's the next topic that we're going to post about. Um, then additionally, it allows for like just because like something's scheduled ahead of time, if something unexpected comes up, it you totally can post live, you know, and do that sort of thing. So that's really important. But also you have to stay ahead, um, especially on like Instagram, Facebook, you know, and everything hashtags stem from Twitter and every other social platform really picked up.
0: Well, it really stems from programming.
1: Well,
0: there you go. Yes. Which is weird. Weird. That's that's a thing. There's
1: like certain things that you can do. Like there's certain
0: parameters. By the way, hashtags. Side note, I had a kid on an old phone tell me that was the hashtag sign on the phone oh my god are you kidding not me? the pound and not i was like pound. oh wow yeah, yeah thanks dude you've been uh, you've only been alive since twitter i okay,
1: know you've only that's uh, scary weird
0: well, huh god. uh all right so the i cut Twitter you off.
1: babies um but like also you always, always have to stay kind of ahead of the curve in terms of hashtags so like every week i spend a lot of time doing hashtag research because there's very specific parameters that you want to stay within for certain industries in terms of how to know if something's trending like mm-hmm And then using certain hashtags to make sure that, one, you're not, like, annoying your current audience. But you're still growing your audience.
0: Yeah, I I was. uh, So scheduling ahead of time helps me. Like hair salons, uh, because I've done that and I've I've consulted, like, over 30 salons. Like, hair salons should be on Instagram and figure out a hashtag strategy. Like, whatever your city is, it'll be, go hashtag your city, whatever the name of your city, and then put hair, put stylist. Put uh, coloring, hair coloring, whatever. Definitely. Uh, those because you have to think now. You got to think like a user that doesn't know you. What would they look up? And they might look up Tampa hair. They might look up. Uh, think
1: about it like a keyword strategy.
0: Yeah. Well, see, I t- I try to make it. I don't want to say keywords because that people hear certain like trigger words for computer related stuff and they just kind of so. I, I say like, just try to think of what phrases or words, fuck it. Be curious. That, I mean that's really what it is because you're not you can guess all you want, but you got you have to be curious like, hey, I know this works for other businesses. That's what I tell everybody. You know this can work, right? So why don't you be curious and figure out what hashtag strategy you should have? which sounds silly as an adult male to say out loud, but (laughs) I know it works. So to me, it's not as crazy, you know?
1: Also, like, in addition to, like, researching those hashtags, it's really important to figure out, like, for example, like, Tampa, there are a few really great just Tampa-themed Instagram accounts. Yeah. Making sure that, like, if you have certain events going on, yeah, Igers.
0: Igers, I G E R S. Like there's Tampa. like one I
1: think it's like like secret secret Tampa city. Bay and oh, like yeah. stuff like that. So like a lot of those accounts really do have a great following. So strategically tagging them in certain things and using their hashtags to give them an exposure to you so that they can expose you to their network. Right. Is hugely important too. So researching that, making sure that you're staying up with, you know, whoever in your industry and locally is somebody that you can work with
0: so to kind of go to your the first part of the kind of three areas for how you kind of break down social mm-hmm. i call it social media management marketing cuz they're kind of the same thing but I, I like pointing out there it's two different it there's two different parts to it right uh and so the content strategy part you know i say look this is uh, social media management marketing that's your that's your brand's voice, that's your PR now yep. for the most part and that's what a lot of PR companies do is mm-hmm. handle that for you. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time now. The other side of that is I say create content like you're your own magazine editor.
1: Oh, definitely. So
0: you're always going to have staples. If we're Taco King, we're always going to push drinks, we're always going to push food.
1: Uh, Maybe a live band once a week. Live
0: band, if we do that, are we doing that? Yeah. Tucker King. Okay. Heck
1: yeah, we got a big stage in the back. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> yeah, the nacho, the nacho fries. <laughs> uh, that's what they're called. Okay. Uh, and so, nacho fries are playing this Friday. Come up, uh, doors at eight, whatever. And so you, all right. So you have events. Let's just say events, because okay. that's easy. You so you, all right. We've got three things right there that'll always be there, and then a fourth thing can be behind the scenes. Because Instagram, Pinterest, not so much, actually. Let's say Instagram, Facebook, they like seeing what's going on what's going on in the kitchen.
1: Yeah, like what's what going makes, on with the staff. What makes your tacos so good?
0: Your staff is so, – everything you do well is a marketing opportunity mm-hmm. is another kind of trope I throw out a lot. And, and if uh, people really like your staff, they might come up there more than the food, right? Definitely. Because the staff is part of the experience the cx
1: the cx the
0: customer experience so you have to work on the whole experience if people like the food but the the thing that's going to take them that's going to get them over the hump is the the staff being fun and relatable uh that that could win people through the door over time oh definitely especially
1: if like you know you don't have high turnover and they know that like Pierre or, oh, that's French never mind we're going yeah. the wrong way um they know that like that bartender's always going to be there you know that sort of thing and it also is a testament to your business if those people are sticking around right and building that relationship with the customers
0: right build a story around them if they're cool with it yeah you know hey this is a this is a chef that came from blah 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 and here's the story and here's what I do into.
1: um some work for an ice cream shop on Anna Maria Island that's been there for I think they celebrated their 26 year anniversary. We're going on 27 years and they have such a great staff. I talk about their stories so much. Yeah. And we do so much behind the scenes, too, because they make all their ice cream on site. So their main manager and I are always filming videos of that, Mm -hmm. you know, boomerangs, funny, different ways to show it. Right. Um, You know, just really showing that culture. And we get a lot of great responses from that.
0: Yeah, people gravitate towards that. You know why? Because people want to see people exactly. uh, having a good time, and y- and knowing that anytime they go there, it it'll exude a good time is kind of the the lizard brain part of this. Yeah, where people see that all the time, over and over and over and over. Consistency, consi-
1: consistently, kind of saying the same thing but in a different way. Yeah, over yeah, yeah. And over
0: again. Um, and then so e- easy other. Uh, I'll throw out some other easy content storylines. Then. I won't cut you off. Uh, uh, you, you can always talk about what you're doing in the community. Any competitive advantage you have, any sales angle you have, always talk about that. Hey, we're GMO free or we love GMOs, whatever <laughs> it is. I, I personally love GMOs. tastes so, so good. I'm, look, I'm, I'm with science mostly. Uh, they're not all bad. So I'm, I'm saying like write down the, all those competitive advantages. What makes you better than your competition? Uh, it could be location. You know, hey, we're here. It's real easy to it's real easy to get a hold of us. Uh, you know, miss, th- wait here. I used to see this in L. A. Was uh, come in here and wait out the traffic. Yes. for happy hour or something like that. Which
1: I isn't very good in
0: the end because you're drinking and then driving back I on the say, freeway. I know but people
1: go to the getaway and do that.
0: But yeah, but I mean, like, go hang out, hang out here. Don't be stressed out on a Friday or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, try to think of. It, it, like you're selling it almost like you're g- like the the angles always think like you're selling it like uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Oh, 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 like you're, you're <laughs> really trying to make that sale. But then when you write it, it needs to be massaged. And that's kind of, you know, I'm I'm speaking very generally. This can get as complex as you want it to get. And that's why people need your company to kind of fill in, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like to keep things as simple as possible, but it is not a one, two, three, here you go. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, but I really like to explain to people in the most simple way possible because a lot of people come to me because in the past they've gotten so frustrated. They don't understand the analytics that they're giving them. They're given like a packet and it's like a beautiful presentation, but they're like, I have no idea what any of this means, right? What they is don't want to take well and they don't want to take the time or when they do go back to ask them, they're like, oh, well, it's da da and then they hang up the phone and then they're like, I'm still confused. So a lot of times I've had people come to me, ask me, you know, can you just like slowly explain to me what's going on? And that's one of the things that I love to do. I like people understanding what I'm doing for their business yeah. so that we can work together on it because nobody knows their brand better than. Like, my clients.
0: Right. And then there's... And well, I can just
1: kind of massage it and make sure that everything looks polished, professional, and is properly set up.
0: And all all business owners that really give a shit about their business, and even if they don't, they want to make money, You ha- like a therapist, you kind of have to, like... Sometimes you'll have to, like, pull it out of them. Like, you're going to get them to say what they're trying to say over time.
1: Oh, definitely. And it, it, sometimes it's hard to articulate. Over and over.
0: Uh, but to take you the difference between you I know th- there's so many social media companies or whatever PR companies digital PR companies I, there's a lot of red flags with these and I feel like the first thing the first hurdle that's hard for both of us to get over is that like hey this isn't just silly like this is business like yeah, you can you can fucking crush it on on social media without spending any money if you do it really organized really planned you have all the collateral. You got the photos and videos. You know your brand inside and out. Uh, you got the content storylines. But I feel like, and this is this is the fight we're trying to do over time is really provide customer service in a really faceless kind of industry of digital services, for lack of a better term. Oh, like yeah. explaining reporting, I right? Know. Reports and yeah. analytics. Like sitting down and going, okay, here's what this means. Like a lawyer or an accountant would do. Yeah. Uh, except we don't have the school. We don't get the, we don't, there's no Florida bar or of that we can you go imagine? to. I imagine? There's no, there, I wish, I kind of wish, because we were talking about it yesterday. It's like, but maybe we'll just start up our own accreditation, just make bank that way too. Uh, <laughs> but my, I people want to see a badge for whatever reason. They don't want to see like, oh, here's what you did before. Is it, for whatever reason, like. Oh, you went to this school and got this means more than the actual stuff you did a lot of the time. Yeah. And you have to go, hey, no, 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 hey, hey, look over here at this. This is, I got 400, four hundred forty three hundred 4,300, 4,300% ROI on this campaign. Mm-hmm. And I have to write a case story and then walk them through it. Anyway. Um, There's a lot of jabronis out there.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. So what I typically say people should kind of look out for is when somebody self-proclaims themselves as a social media expert, a social media guru. Guru. I hate that word because even though, like, somebody may know a little bit more than you about something, by no means in this extremely fast-paced, ever-changing industry... Mm is somebody going to be on top of it unless that like you work for Facebook and you are like the person who's sitting there saying, this is what's going to happen next. This is what's going to happen next. But the kind and of thing like I in actu- our industry. And you
0: and I actually have those relationships because we proactively oh, yeah, looked yeah. at them. Uh, I know.
1: It's nice to know people there. No, you have, but you
0: need to, because we, that to me, I want to know the next thing before everybody else. Oh, definitely. Yeah.
1: Um, But you know, definitely staying on top of your research and staying ahead of the game really does help position yourself to be in a to be in a place that you can say to somebody this is what's going to happen next we need to prepare for this but by no means should anybody be really saying that they're an expert or a guru I just it that's a big red flag to me also somebody who doesn't want to sit and explain like I said what they're doing for you breaking it down in phases to say this is our initial like kind of Like scrubbing setup, like depending on if you already have accounts and, you know, we need to go through it and make sure that everything's set up properly or we need to develop it for you. So that onboarding process. So
0: like an example of like, I need access to your Facebook page, A, and then let me clean up all the information on there because people do root around on your page. They do. Whether you believe it or not. It's
1: like a website.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, people think it is a website, like the website. Everything should pull back to your website for that that th- content strategy but yeah, yeah. that online uh, advertising part of it but that's so a so something else podcast. that w-
1: you know I've had a lot of frustrations with is and I feel like this is a topic that a lot of people like to talk about it's buying followers or you know kind of pestering accounts that are trying to grow organically there's certain patterns that you can look out for to know that somebody's using a software or they're buying followers and that sort of thing and you know these are the type of organizations that you also want to stay away from because buying a follower just because you have that number there doesn't mean in the long run like we were saying yesterday it's like the trojan horse
0: right right yeah well it's it's false uh it's False leads, essentially. So I always go with, like, analytics. I go, look, the most important number, of course, is the money you're spending on this to to money coming back. Right. right? And that's what I put on our proposals. I put, we're nothing to our clients unless we provide ROI. Right. Um, And I put that as almost like a reminder to myself to, you know, nothing matters what we're doing here as a service company unless we're improving the business. Right. And so um, what people don't understand is they look at followers as a main statistic. I can buy followers on Fiverr if you want to go on Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Don't, do don't go there. You don't need to. <laughs> Your account may be <laughs> shut down. Yeah. that's There's a risk to it because you got to think of the agenda of the platforms that you're doing this on. So Twitter doesn't really give a shit. I don't know why, but like a third of all followers are fake anyway. There's yeah. bots everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Instagram and Facebook are not like so strict, but they will crack down on it. And if they see it multiple times, they'll shut your account down, which you can just lose all the work you did in a lot of ways. Uh, or if you really rely on this channel as a main source of, of business, yeah, uh, you're screwed for however many days they suspend it. And
1: honestly, once you pull that trigger, it's really hard to reverse it
0: right you yeah know what I mean
1: it's like maybe like one like I I remember oh, I
0: had to make like a court case and submit it essentially it's like no this wasn't us All we're right. not affiliated with this thing
1: it's a little bit ridiculous how that happens um, I mean there's definitely tools out there that help automate and do certain things but even those tools you need to be very very careful with and we I have like a very strict strategy when I do use something like that because you do still really want to seem authentic, real to the brand, real to the people that you're interacting with. A lot of times, like if you see on your Instagram, you're going to get a ton of comments after you use certain hashtags and it's just going to be like random emojis mm-hmm. or, Hey, you got a great gallery. Uh, but and then on your feed, you're going to see a pattern of that. They liked that photo. They commented on that photo and then they followed you. And then if you don't follow them back or even sometimes if you do follow them back within like three or four days, they're going to drop off
0: It's a lot of drama.
1: It is. <laughs> but these are like certain patterns that are happening out there that, you know, everybody looks and they're like, Oh, they have 10,000 followers. Oh, they have 15, you know, I know people who are organically growing their following and they're killing it. They're doing a great job and it's because, you know, they're being authentic. They're spending the time. They're doing the research on their own and they really are providing a value. They look and they say, okay, what is my simple five-year-old understanding? Like what would a five-year-old understand of what I'm trying to accomplish on this platform? Yeah. And once you have that nailed down, you will see success.
0: Well, I mean, we we literally when we talk about all this stuff, we could go for hours uh, and we're like, hey, we got to get to work. But uh, I've got to cut us off right here. Yeah. O- close to the 45 minute mark. Let's uh, let's do this. Tell people where to find you. Um, if you if anybody does want to hire us, we we're preferred partners. So sometimes I sub uh, social alchemy out, sometimes we'll be subbed from them yeah. and sometimes we're a combo effort, um, just to kind of fill in a lot of work because these bigger brands we're starting to work with, it's, there's, uh, there's a lot (laughs) and uh, just organizing it is like an insane task, but, um, yeah, yeah, give them all, give all the plugs.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, my website is s-alchemy.com. Um, that's s al ycom And um, all my contact information's on there. There's more information about me, how I help my clients, and um, my social network. So I look forward to connecting.
0: Uh, thanks